Hello and welcome to our Halloween special of Fascinated by Ghosts. Uh, so today I thought we'd start off by going over some of the uh, spookiest forests around the world. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, ghost stories in the woods, um, probably from my love of the Blair Witch Project movies that I really loved as a kid. And the woods are quite a creepy place and there's some great uh, interesting ghost stories around them. So uh, we're starting off with Freetown State Forest, Massachusetts. You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle, that splash of ocean where all the ships and planes go missing. Now meet the Bridgewater Triangle. This plot of land covers 200 square miles of Massachusetts with all kinds of paranormal events like UAP sightings, ghosts, Bigfoots and more. It's no wonder this place has drawn the eye of ghost hunters and alien fans alike. The southern border is also known to Freetown State Forests. These woods have seen some pretty grisly crimes and even a bit of satanic cult activity. Only camp in this forest if you're feeling particularly brave and if you're armed with a backpack full of holy water balloons. The next place we're going to is uh, the Island of the Dolls, Mexico City. Dolls are cute, right? They make a good present for a child or a gag gift for your friend's birthday. Some people even collect them, like Don Julian Santana Barrera. Julian took it a little further than a shelf in his bedroom, though. Take a trip south of Mexico City into the Exochemo Canals, and you might come across an adorable little island known as Isla de las Municas. This is where Julian displayed his collection of dolls in droves. These lifeless plastic monstrosities line the trees and sparse structures that could be found on the island. Rotten, dirty, eyeless and undoubtedly full of demons. These dolls are the constant watchers over the island of the dolls. Legend says Julianne gathered the dolls in tribute to a girl whose body washed up on the quiet shores one dreadful night. No confirmation was ever made as to the validity of this story. Whether the legend is true or not, it's a hard pass from me on ever visiting the Island of the Dolls. I don't even like going into that creepy room in my grandma's basement where she keeps all her old dolls. The next place we're going to is Haya Bakua Forest in Romania. There's an image search for this forest when doing research and holy haunted hovel. This place is terrifying. Twisted, unnatural trees dense shadows, murky fog, and probably more than a few lost souls can be found in these Romanian woods, but just looking ghast, ghostly isn't enough to count a place that's haunted. So what gives this place any right to be on our list? Deep in the centre of these woods lies a portal, and locals claim most who venture through the portal never return. People report feeling sick, uneasy, and just downright freaked out when they enter these woods. Sounds like a bad time to me. So I'm going to steer clear if I'm ever in Romania. The next forest we're going to is in England. Witchwood Forest. There is a shadowy legend that premates the quiet depths of the Witchwood Forest. The story goes like this. Amy Robsart died of a broken neck. Did you think I was going to say heart? And after her death, her husband came across her ghostly apparition. She told him in no uncertain terms that he would meet his doom in 10 days. And well, he did. So the story goes, 
It's worth noting that her husband, Robert Dudley, died decades after her, so I guess she was waiting patiently for the right time to say hello again. People who visit Witchwood claim to hear sobbing ghosts and feel the disembodied touch only the dead can produce. Well, the dead and a stiff breeze, errant branch, active imagination. Devil's Tramping Ground. North Carolina is our next forest. Apparently there's a place in North Carolina where the devil himself stomps around like a putulent child throwing a tantrum. Take a stroll into these woods in Bear Creek and you may come across a circle of ground where nothing grows. Not a sprig, sprout, a seed is viable in this section of dead earth. No one knows why this phenomenon exists either. People have tested the soil and the conclusion is inconclusive. What's even creepier is that the legend may even predate Columbus Landing. So if you were thinking it was the result of some rocket or chemical test, it's centuries too early, unless it wasn't. People claim to see glowing red eyes in the dark and hear footsteps at night. If you were looking to challenge the devil to a violin battle, this might be the place to go. And now we're going to California, to the Elfin Forest. This wood was once home to a group of gypsies who were ran out and subsequently killed by the townsfolk. In the spirit of vengeance, the gypsies cursed the forest. These days, if you were to take a moonlit hike under the hanging bowls, you might see the spectre of a woman in white, or a witch riding a midnight stallion. You might just see shadows, owls, the occasional paranormal investigator, and not much else. Not every ghost hunt is successful after all. I just wanted to thank the excellent Hunter Killer and Kevin Timpson for that article. Uh, it's a very good article on haunted forests and something I uh, always enjoyed and related to growing up near Epping Forest where there's plenty of uh, haunted stories that I'm sure I'll go into in another episode one day. Um, I also wanted to recommend the brilliant uh, 222 a ghost story by Danny Robbins. It's currently being shown at the theatre in London, uh, but there also is a um, written book copy that you can buy. Um, I know Amazon has it. And um, it's a book of a play about a ghost story where at 2.22 every night uh, something happens and they decide on this dinner party night to stay up till 2.22 to see what happens. So the whole story is set in one night. Uh, Danny Robbins is excellent. He's one of my idols. He done the brilliant uh, Battersea Poltergeist podcast on BBC. Um, and he's got a new one out now. Uh, and uh, he writes some excellent ghost stories. So I highly recommend that book if you want a nice creepy uh scary book over these cold autumn nights as we slowly get closer and closer to winter
So, Mary. Yes? It's Halloween. Yeah? So I think tonight uh, I'm going to tell you some local ghost stories around Ongar. Okay. Do you know any ghost stories around Ongar? Do you actually know like, the haunted history of Ongar? I mean, there's a few meant to be a few places that are haunted, like the King's Head, the Senna's. Yeah, there's some quite famous yeah. stories. That's the one I of really, around here. I know that in Epping Forest they've got that hill where your car's meant to, if you take your handbrake off, go up instead of down. Yeah. Handman's Hill, is it? Uh, yeah, I've heard that one. But every town in the whole world has that story. That's oh, why okay. I don't believe it, because I literally heard that same story in America. Um, so I don't quite believe that one. But these are ones uh, specifically around Unger in Essex because uh, it's such an old town an old marketplace town yep. so the history is really really old here um, so there's plenty of great ghost stories so tonight fireplace what do you think lights off no lights on lights off lights on dark I don't like dark just the dark no, no you, can dark. Ha- you can have some candles we'll carve the pumpkins light the pumpkins I think not because I won't sleep tonight and then I'll read you the ghost stories no you're alright are you sure lights on I don't think you need the lights, but it adds to the ambience of it all. It adds to my nightmares, So, we've made it back from our walk. Yes, in one piece. No haunted ghosts happened there. Though I did see someone in a red hoodie that we never saw. I told you to see. It was a ghost. It was just someone walking. And um, we've come back, we've carved our pumpkins. I've made lovely witch. I, I've made traditional, traditional pumpkin. Halloween, 1978. Um, so... We're ready for our Halloween ghost stories. We are. So I thought I'd make it about where we are. Ongar, Essex. It's got loads of history. Obviously, we've got the former priest of St Helens, Father Thomas Bowles. On the Titanic. Yeah, who was on his way to New York to attend his younger brother's wedding on the Titanic and refused his place on a lifeboat to stay and remain with the rest of the passengers who drowned in 1912. Yes, he gave them blessings. He actually um, has a window dedicated to him in the church. Nice. And um, You've I got... think he's got a plaque outside. There is, the and church. there's also, um, you have a Titanic bell in the church. Oh, yes. I yes. believe. In the Catholic Which church. Which is so cool. There's the bell from the Titanic. And then, obviously, the author of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, Jane Taylor, lived just a few houses away from us. I think she's buried in the church as well. She's buried in Ongar United Reformed Church. Next to the cottages where the famous explorer David Livingston used to live. Yep. Uh, that's quite a lot of um, history. And Ongar even had a church in the 16th century. Yes. Which is bad. So there's tons of history in Ongar. And then 
obviously thinking about all that, you think there'd be a few ghost stories, and there is quite a lot of uh, reported ghost stories. Of course, for an old town, there will be. So we're going to Ongar High Street first. Okay. And we're going to the King's Head pub. Thought there was one there. A Grade Two listed building on the high street has had many sightings. People have noticed three ghosts of children on the top floor who move keys and glasses. Visitors that have stayed there have claimed that while sleeping at night, it felt like someone was trying to push them out of their bed. Supposedly a young lady died there, out in the back in a barn. There's been sightings of a ghost of a man who has been seen at the corner of the room downstairs at the entrance. Just remember that next time you go in there. The room is said to have gone cold upon seeing him and has had many issues with events. Yep, I knew that one. Did you? Not all of it, but I knew that they'd definitely seen children there. Um, and I know that things used to get moved about. And the workers at the pub at one point didn't like going upstairs. Why? Because they used to feel it was really eerie. And so some of the young waitresses refused to go upstairs. Okay, so now we're going across the road. Sinners. To Sinners, the news agents. Yeah. There are tales of another ghost of a child, a child called Jeffrey. Ever heard of Jeffrey? No. So Jeffrey, who is possibly one of the most well-known ghosts in Onga, many of the residents have claimed to have seen him at the upstairs window above the shop. Jeffrey was a 10-year-old boy who tragically died of tuberculosis. His parents brought him to Onga from East London for the fresh air, hoping it would help his condition. Unfortunately, he died in town. It's said that he can be heard moving around upstairs at centres. Items have supposedly gone missing, doors have opened by themselves, and a figure has been seen walking at the bottom of the stairs. I heard the stair bit, that's where I knew that he's meant to have been up by the stairs and going up and down. Jeffrey's said to have been buried in a pulpus grave, but it has never been found. I don't know what pulpus grave is. Does that mean an unmarked grave? Yeah, a pulpus grave, isn't it? I don't know. Pretty sure. Um, Apparently one of the salons on the high street is said to to be haunted by a little girl. What salon? I I don't know. That plays around with things and moves beds up and down. I would have thought that's chairs, along with changing the volume of the music. Have you noticed they're all about children? Yeah. I think that's because there's lots of, like, um, young children used for, like, servers and looking after their animals, because we were, like, a, a passing through town, weren't we? A market town, weren't we? Yeah. At the bottom of the high street, not far from Onga Bridge, is a local vet's next to the vet's. There is a haunted cottage. Yeah, we walk past that every day. It's said to be haunted by a housemaid who cleans the house. Oh. Sounds like a good ghost. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, he wasn't <laughs> welcome to come here and clean. Moving around, tidying rooms. Another house claimed of a ghost of a woman who would wake up her son in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. What once was the Bell Public House. That's yep. up there. It's said to be haunted by a small boy who has been seen looking down from an upstairs window by many witnesses. Supposedly, this young boy died when a falling stone slab fell on top of him. Oh, my goodness, yeah. boy. It's horrible. There's been sightings of another ghost child. I'm waiting for the adult ones. They're all ghost children, who drowned at the moat of the house at the old rectory in Grenstead Road. Yeah, that's where we walk. Do we? Yes, do you know when we walk up to the wooden church? Yeah. There's that big um, big pond 
that must have, then they had the swans on it. I yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. That's where that is. All right. A ghost of a mother and her baby have been seen walking on the landing of another cottage. There is a house in Bowes Drive. Yep. Where ghostly occurrences have happened, the front door being opened in the middle of the night oh my God. and left for the owner to find in the morning ajar. A shadowy figure has also been seen around the house. And then we have the tale of Mr. Edwards, a cattle drover in the 19th century. Do you know what a cattle drover is? Yeah, they used to move cattle between farms. Okay. One evening, after a hard day of herding his cattle, he went to the two brewers pub. Yep. At the bottom of the high street, Mr. Edwards was in love with the publican's daughter. The landlord was not happy with this and said that if Mr. Edwards would like his hand in marriage, Her hand. Yeah, he must fill a hat with silver for his daughter. Mr. Edwards sold some of his cows, got the silver and married the publican's daughter. He was then challenged by his friends to scythe the grass along the road to feed his remaining cows as his previous land could no longer be scythed. Am I saying that right? Scythed? No. No? Mr. Edwards, unfortunately, oh, scythed his thermal artery. He bled to death by the side of the road, where his ghost is seen to be walking up and down. What road's that? So, the, where Where's the bell? He? Outside the pub? No. Does he a pub? Yeah. Ooh. Said to be Mr. Edwards walking up and down that road. I just, yeah. You might have seen someone walk up and down that road and it's Mr. Edwards. Good God. I'm scared at night. That bit's a bit dark, isn't it, at the bottom? You've got the bends. There you go, something to remember next time. No, nope, I'm alright. Apparently on Draper's Corner in Grinstead, yes. there's a tree that once was used to hanging a sheep rustler. Mm. Many people have said to have seen a ghost of a man hanging from the tree. Toothill Farm is said to be haunted. A ghost of a lady has been said to have been seen in the garden area. Oh, interesting. So now, we're coming out of Ongar slightly. We're going to one of the most haunted places in England. It's been voted in the top ten haunted places in the country. And we've been there. Where is it? The secret nuclear bunker in Brentwood. Kelvin Hatch. I think that place is so eerie and I hate it. It's cool for lots of history, but it is it's creepy awesome. as. It's really cool. It is creepy as. So this is a place you can visit and even book a book to join a ghost hunt. Should we do ghost hunt? No, nope, thank you. You can. I'll cry. It's sp- spread over three floors and with a hundred meter long access tunnel. It is the biggest and deepest Cold War bunker in southeast England. I'd really be interested to see some of the other ones as well across <laughs> the country. It's built in the 1950s. The bunkers served as a regional government headquarter, an RAF rotar station and a civilian defence centre. Supposedly, during the bunker's construction, an ancient burial ground was disturbed. Visitors have said that they have heard footsteps thumping sounds, witnessed stones being thrown, heard growls, and even seen ghosts. There's a picture in the bunker, which I saw on the wall when I visited last year, from a newspaper article showing a ghostly figure of a person moving in between the beds in the sleeping bunker room. And the sleeping bunker room is creepy. Out of all the rooms, I found that one the most creepiest. And then I saw that photo afterwards and I was like, yeah, that's why it's creepy. So what, you believe in ghosts now? I believe in energy and I believe that you can pick up on some kind of eeriness, but I don't know, that doesn't mean I believe in ghosts. That means I believe that creepy looking places make me feel creeped out. That's psychology. 
It said that on one visit, the generator, which is permanently turned off, suddenly came back to life. Oh, my God. Terrifying everyone who witnessed it. The bunker, which is situated 125 feet below the Essex countryside, where shadows are often seen in the disused underground service tunnels as if they are approaching, has many reports of ghostly figures and poltergeist activity, especially in the generators, dormitories and medical rooms. Yeah, the medical room was creepy too. Do you remember that room? No. It was dark, quite where they had, like, the beds laid out for people being chopped open, the surgery bed. Oh, yeah. That was creepy. It's said that during construction of the site, concrete was poured day and night for weeks, and one morning, the foreman's hard, a foreman's hard hat was found floating on the wet concrete, but he was nowhere to be found. So he's somewhere in there? Supposedly. Oh, my God. How would no one realise that? It's a man got... That's, that's bad. It is assumed that he had been accidentally buried alive within <gasps> the very walls of the building. Oh my god, that's awful. There is also believed to have been a suicide in the main stairwell. Yep, it's definitely why it's so creepy. So, you got all those ghost stories, and then, like you said, the awful Twinkle Twinkle Little Star Jane's ta- Jane Taylor's remains were said to have been found under the church kitchen when works were being done. Yeah. Remember, we spoke to that lady yeah. and she was telling us all about it. Yeah, and now they've moved it. I think they've... Have they put it in the wall or the ground at the back or by the altar? I can't remember. I'm not sure. And obviously our cottage. It's 300 years old. Yep, and the doors open on their own. Doors open regularly. The dog's constantly growling and barking whilst staring up at the staircase. She used to do that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we look, we can't see anyone. And then, obviously, the one thing that I still... I still think it's a technical thing, but that's the one thing I can't explain, is that the hive... We have the hive temperature, don't we? Yeah. And that... You, you go on it. There is an app you can get, but we don't have the app. No. You can change the temperature on the um, thermostat. Yep. And one day we were sitting here and it just went on and just changed. It just went on to heating, so it turned itself up. And we were just sitting here and we saw it. I don't know if you remember this, I remember this clearly. Nope. And it just came on and it turned itself up. I think I deliberately forgot. And we just made the joke that, oh, you know, the ghost must be a little bit chilly. So it's turning the heating up in the house. So you believe there's a ghost in the house? Turn I, don't, I don't believe there's a ghost. I just so try then and... you can't reason it, can Well, you? I can. Someone why? could have had that app and it's the signal's got messed up and it's interfered with us. But why would the knob twist? I didn't see the knob twist. I just saw the volume change. So it goes up. It could be a technical issue. With anything electrical and, you know, with technology, it's like when your phone does crazy stuff. You're saying that's a ghost? Yes. It's a ghost in my phone. Those are my Essex ghost stories. That's my Onga ghost stories. Have you got any others that I, that I haven't added? No, I don't think so. No? Those are all the ones that you know about Onga? They're all the ones I know about Onga. I think that's more than enough. You reckon? Definitely. You're not too spooked out? Um, there are things that I've heard before. Oh, the fire scared me for a second. Um, No. I... 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 I know the town's old. I know that there's probably lots of ghosts chilling around here, trying to scare people. Um, I just make sure I turn the lights on. But you actually believe in ghosts? Yeah. 
So how do you sleep at night knowing you live in a 300-year-old <laughs> cottage well, in a haunted it's... area with loads of haunted reports if you actually believe in it? Because I think when you feel a building, when you walk in, you get a, a sense of if it feels homely or if it feels happy or if it feels cold, like when we were in the nuclear bunker and it felt creepy. But when I come into the house, I don't think it feels creepy. I think it feels like a home, which means that if there are ghosts here... The, the friendly ghosts that aren't going to harm you because they have no ill intent. Whereas when I walked around the nuclear bunker and you get that awful, like, chilling feeling, like, oh, it's a bit creepy, I wouldn't stay there because it doesn't make me feel happy and I feel like possibly they could be not so friendly. So the fact that it feels friendly and I feel safe, then I'm like, able to sleep and live here. But if my house had that creepy feeling... I wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be my house. I wouldn't be able to live there or sleep there or anything. I feel like we need to do an episode in the nuclear bunker. Hell no. Walking around. We've oh. been there before. We've been there I twice. I know, but now I, you've said it again. Actually, I'd remembered it, but not when we did it. But it did make me feel really creepy. And all those people and those dummies they have around that make you think that the people were there and, yeah, my God, no. Well, it was literally set up in case there was a nuclear war during the Cold War. Yes, it was quite creepy. I'm not, um... most interesting thing is the videos that they had Panorama, like, made videos of what the emergency videos would have been for... A Cold War. For a Cold War for civilians stuck inside their homes, not being able to leave due to nuclear... Yeah, and how to keep safe War. by creating special dens and... It, it's fascinating. I think it's scary. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I think that is more scary than the ghosts. No, no, no. The purpose of what could have happened and what could have been, that's much that's... more scary. And I think that's why we need to create a little um, emergency pack for us of, like, food and lights and candles and then different bits... Even go as far as some of those Americans that have those um, metal containers put into the ground have our own nuclear bunker. Okay. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween.